Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to be continuing here on our faith series that I've kind of been on. And, um, you know, just to recap, why are we talking about faith? Why is faith so important? Because it says in in Hebrews 12, it talks about that um, it says be imitators of imitators of those who by faith and patience have obtained the promises of God. So it takes faith in order to obtain the promises of God. And I want to tell you that it is the will of God for you to walk in everything that he has promised you. As believers, we are not called to just, okay, we're saved and on our way to heaven, but while we get there, life sucks and really we're just struggling like everyone else. No, God has called us to actually obtain the promises of God and see the fulfillment of everything that he has made available to us because of Jesus, because of what he's done on the cross. And so that's why we want to talk about faith, because faith is the way that you obtain all that grace has made available so that you can actually walk in the promises of God and experience them in your life. And so on the last episode, I talked about the power of words and how faith has a voice. You know, when when faith comes into your heart by the word of God, you know, uh, it, it's going to come out of your mouth because Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And like the apostle Paul said, we believe, therefore we speak. So the the way that you plant the seed of faith that's in your heart is by your words. And like we talked about in the last episode, death and life are in the power of, to- of the tongue. And whatever's coming out of your mouth is, is seed and you're going to reap the fruit of whatever you're saying about your life ultimately. And so like we said, it's not up to God. It's not up to the devil. Whatever is coming out of your mouth, you will surely reap a harvest of those words. And so that's what Jesus said. By your words shall you be justified and by your words shall you be condemned. So that's what we talked about in the last one. So on this one, I want to take it a little step further and I want to talk about the works of faith or adding actions to your faith. And so part of Part of acting on your faith is speaking. So they're kind of one in the same, but I, I want to take it a step further and talk about the the action side of it. But when you read in um, James chapter one, he's, and that's the big one. That's the whole, James is the one who really talks about this whole idea of faith without works is dead, right? So in James one, he starts off in verse 22 he starts talking about being doers of the word so like we said when when you hear the word of god faith comes faith comes by hearing the word of god so james is talking about but don't be a hearer only but be a doer of the word lest you deceive yourself so james starts talking about here how yeah you're hearing the word but you have to be a doer of the word and put actions to what you're hearing and then he says in verse uh, 27, he says, external religious worship that is pure and unblemished. Oh, I'm sorry. Verse 26. Let me go up one. It says, if anyone thinks himself to be religious and observes the external duties of his faith, but does not bridle his tongue, deludes his own heart and his religious service is worthless. So James is literally saying, here, he's talking about being a doer of the word. And then he says, but if you don't bridle your tongue, your religious service is actually worthless. So he's saying they go one and the same part of being a doer of the word is bridle 
bridling your tongue. Like we talked about in the last one, you don't want to just start speaking doubt and unbelief and speak contrary to the word of God. So part of being a doer of the word is bridling your tongue and lining up your mouth with what the word of God says. But even taking it a step further and being a doer of the word is you speak accordingly and you also, you act accordingly. So in James chapter two is really where he starts talking more about this. Um, So in James two, verse 17, this is the amplified. It says, so also faith, if it does not have actions to back it up by itself, it is destitute of power, inoperative and dead. So if you don't have actions that match up with your faith or what you say you believe, if your actions do not correspond, James says that your faith is actually inoperative. It's not bearing fruit. It's lifeless. It's dead. It's so it's not going to work for you. And so I like the, um, the passion translation too of verse 22. This is James 2.22. The passion says, Can't you see how his action cooperated with his faith and by his action, faith found its full expression. So that's talking about uh, Abraham. And so you have to understand when you think about action, I want you to think of it this way. Action, your actions are the full expression of your faith. So you can even think of it this way. If faith is a seed, right? When it is full grown and you give birth to that faith, it's going to look like actions. It's going to be, it's going to be manifested in the form of actions. So when you have faith in your heart, uh, and you're not speaking and acting accordingly, that faith is dead. It needs, it needs, it needs resurrection life. And so you know, we can, and we'll have to get into that on another podcast. The Bible says that your faith is energized and given life by love. So love is really what energizes that faith and causes you to act accordingly. So, uh, the verse in verse, uh, let's see verse. I want to read to verse 20 in the amplified. It says that faith apart from corresponding action is inactive ineffective and worthless. So, and I think you get the picture, but the point is that if you're not acting according to what you believe, then you're not going to see the fruit of it. So let's give an example here. So I want to give another example with the woman with the issue of blood. And I probably talked about this example on one of the previous ones. I don't even remember, but The woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter five, many of you know this story. The woman, it says that she heard about Jesus and she said to herself, so she heard the word, faith came into her heart and then she spoke accordingly. She said, I know if I can touch him, I will be made whole. So she, she had the ingredients. She heard the word of God, faith came in her heart and she spoke out of her mouth. But then she took it a step further. And this is what I want you to see. She didn't just speak it out of her mouth and said, oh yeah, if if Jesus comes and touches me, like I'll be whole. And she just sat around and waited for Jesus to come sovereignly, come up to her. And no, she acted. She said, I'm going to go touch him. So she not only spoke, but she acted accordingly. And she pressed through the crowd. So that was not necessarily an easy action, right? She had to press through something. 
It wasn't just like, oh, he was right there. No, she made an effort to act on her faith. She believed, she was so convinced. And I wanna ask you, whatever you're believing for, are you so convinced that what you've heard about Jesus, that you are convinced to the point that you will press through a crowd to grab a hold of whatever you're believing for. It, it's, that, it's that confidence in the word of God that's gonna drive you to action. And so she pressed through the crowd, she grabbed a hold of his, his garment, and you, know, and you know the story. It says that you know, she received her healing and the power of God flowed out of Jesus and into this woman. Why? By the action of her faith. But this is where I want to break it down. Because, you know, many people can get so caught up on, okay, if I do X, Y, Z, then God will give me X, Y, Z. And I want you to understand that that is not that is not correct. That is not new covenant. It's not your actions that earn something from God. And I want you to think about it this way. There's a difference between works of the law and works of faith. Works of the law is like, okay, well, I have to do this in order for God to, to be pleased. I have to do X, Y, Z in order to get something from God. That is works of the law. Works of faith is that you believe and because of your believing, it, your, your right believing produces right thinking and right actions. So it's a natural progression, but it's born of faith. And you have to understand that your faith is what accesses the promise of God. It's not your actual actions. It's the faith behind your actions. And I can prove this because in Mark 5, many people were touching Jesus. So the same action was being done by several people. Many people were probably grabbing Jesus, pulling him in all kinds of directions. They were grabbing him. So it wasn't just the action of touching him that produced a miracle. It wasn't just the action of like, okay, well, I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm going to touch his garment that, that produced the manifestation of power. No, it's the faith behind the action that lays hold of the miracle. So I want you to understand, and many people say obedience brings the blessing. Well, it depends on what you mean by that, because it's not obedience to the law or obedience to I have to do X, Y, Z in order to earn something from God. No. But if you're thinking of it as obedience to the faith, I guess that that could make sense. Obedience to the faith brings the blessing. But understand, without the faith behind your actions, there is no blessing that will come because the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you must believe that he is who he says he is and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him. So it is your faith behind the actions that pleases God. So in another example, anyone can go get up in the prayer line at a church. Anyone can go to church. Anyone can do religious actions. Okay. But it's the faith that drives your actions that's actually going to obtain the reward. Once again, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you must believe that he is a rewarder. So it's your faith in, the God, in that God is a rewarder that's going to obtain the miracle. And it's so important to understand this because I want you to think of it this way too. There's been many people who, in trying to have faith for healing, they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop taking all my medication and stop going to the doctor. And they're thinking somehow that is going to, because they did X, Y, Z, that's going to earn their healing. 
but they never had the faith to do that. They're just doing it because someone told them to or because someone else, they saw someone else do it. And it's it's dead works. It's works that are not born out of faith. And they're going to have serious problems, right? Because if you just get off your medication, but you don't actually have faith for your healing, you're going to have a problem. So understand that it's not you just trying to do what other people have done or do what someone told you to do. It's not your actions that create faith. It's your, your faith, when you yield to your, the faith that is in your heart and you act accordingly, that's what brings the miracle. It's not just doing stuff that other people have done. Okay, so understand that first you need the word of God and whatever you're gonna do, you, that's why it's so important. Anything that you're gonna do for God, you first need to get a revelation of the, from the word of God on what it is that you're doing. Because without that, you're just doing dead works. And you're not going to see much reward and you're not going to see fruit because faith, the seed of faith is what produces fruit from whatever you do. So I just want to make that clear. The difference between works of the law, you're just doing something to do it and works of faith. There's a difference. So the woman with the issue of blood, she's a good example of of an action of faith. Everyone was touching him, but because she heard the word and was so convinced, she spoke accordingly and she acted on, on her faith. She acted on her faith. She was able to lay hold of her miracle. And so I want to give you another example also of acting on your faith. This is Hebrews 11.7. Let me turn there. Uh, Hebrews 11.7. So Hebrews 11, if you know, is like the faith chapter of the Bible. And it goes through like the hall of faith. And I encourage you to go read it. It talks about all the great men of old who... By faith, they did this. By faith, they did this. And most of them, it's actions. It's actions. It's things that faith drove them to do something, to be obedient to what the Lord had spoken. And like I said, faith comes by the voice of God. So faith is acting on the voice of God. Being so convinced of what God has spoken that you act accordingly, even if There's no reason in the natural for you to act that way. You act according to your faith. Like I said in the, in the previous podcast, faith perceives as real fact, what is not yet visible to the senses. So in the natural, there may be no reason for you to act on the word, but you do it anyway. Why? Because you do it by faith. And so this is an example of that is Hebrews 11, seven prompted by faith. Noah being forewarned by God concerning events of which as yet there was no visible sign, but he took heed and and diligently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. This is very powerful. So in the natural, Noah said, God spoke to him that there was a flood coming. And it says here in the natural, there there was yet no visible sign of a flood. I imagine it wasn't raining at all. It looked dry out there. There was no visible sign that there was a flood coming to the earth. But Noah, prompted by faith, by the word of God that he heard from the Lord, he acted accordingly. He prepared, he prepared an ark. He began to prepare for what God said was coming. So this is huge. And I want to, you know, encourage you, whatever you're believing God for, you need to begin to prepare for that thing. 
So it like, for instance, I was listening to Kenneth Copeland the other day and he told a testimony about a woman who was believing for her son to get out of jail and come home. And so what she did to act on her faith is that she set the table for him every night for dinner. Even though he wasn't there, she would set the table for him. She made a room ready for him. She was preparing and acting as if he was home living with her, even though he wasn't there. And there was no sign in the natural that he was going to be released from prison. And then obviously, of course, you probably know what is the result of that? The, the, her son was, ended up being released from prison, got saved in prison, released from prison, came home, moved back home. And lo and behold, she was, she already had everything prepared. She was used to setting the table for him. His room was ready to go. Why? Because she believed, she believed that God was able to bring her son back home. And she believed it so much to the point that she spoke and acted accordingly. She prepared for the thing that she believed was, was, was belonged to her. And so, like I said, faith receives it now and you act as if you have it now, even though in the natural, there's no visible sign. It's the same with, if you're believing to have, have a child and you haven't been able to get pregnant, you act accordingly. You prepare a space for that baby. You, you go buy whatever you need. You, you act according to your faith. And again, it's not just those actions. It's not like anybody can just go out and Oh yeah, I'm preparing urgent and that's going to make you pregnant. No, no, it's the word, it's the faith that is born of the word of God that's going to bring the miracle. It's not the actions themselves, but but true faith will have corresponding actions. Faith that is alive will have corresponding actions. So, it's again, not the actions themselves that produce the miracle, but it is the faith that is born of the word of God. That, but that faith will speak and act accordingly. And so I just wanted to encourage you with that today, that whatever you're believing God for, how can you act accordingly? And you know, for me, just like an example from my own life, uh, I mean, several, I could think of several examples, but um, one of them, for instance, when I lived in Houston, Texas, it, really, right when I moved there, I had felt and I knew from the Lord that my husband was actually back in New Orleans. So I knew that when my time was finished in Houston, that I was to come back to New Orleans. And so when I felt that that time had come, you know, there was no reason at all in the natural for me to come back to New Orleans. When I tell you no reason, I mean, literally, like I was like, you know, in the natural, I could have been like, why in the world would I move to New Orleans? I have everything here in Houston. I have my friends. I have a great church. I have, I have my job. You know, I, I had everything. I had everything. Okay. But I knew, and I had heard from the Lord that there was something for me here in New Orleans that I, that I was to come back. And so had I just been believing that and waiting for some ex, if I was just sitting around waiting for some reason in the natural to move back, I would still be in Houston and I would have missed out on what God had for me here. But it takes the action of faith that even when there's nothing in the natural, there's no reason in the natural to act a certain way. You do it anyway. Why? Because you, you believe what God has spoken to you, that you're convinced. And so it takes those actions of faith to actually release the miracle. And so lo and behold, once I actually took that step of faith, which was not easy in the natural, not easy. I took the step of faith and moved back here. And even at, even at first, when I first moved back here, of course, like 
you know, your brain's telling you what the heck, why am I here? What am I doing here? Like, you know, of course, and the enemy is going to make you second guess what you're doing, right? Because you look like an idiot in the natural. But when you are convinced, let me tell you, but when you are convinced, fully convinced of something that God has spoken to you, you're not going to quit. You're not going to quit. And what's going to happen? What is the proof that you've heard from God and that you're in faith about something? is that there will be there will be a manifestation there will be a miracle there will be a sign and a wonder and so lo and behold now if you don't know i'm engaged i'm about to get married in a couple months here and so you see that god was faithful on his end but it took me acting on what the lord had spoken to me and so many times people they hear from the lord they have a word from god they're believing for something but you're waiting for god to do something in order to speak and act accordingly. But you have to understand it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's actually up to you to begin to speak and act as if that thing is already done. Yeah, you may feel a little dumb in the natural at first, but let me tell you, that's where your miracle is. It's an acting of the, and you know, there's an Old Testament scripture. It says that God had given the Israelites this land But what's interesting is he said, this land is yours. I give it to you. Now go forward, engage them in battle and possess the land. So there was still a battle. What's interesting is the Lord said, this is your land. Yet they still had to fight a battle and go forward and actually possess the land. They still had a part to play. Even though God had spoken that that land belonged to them, they still had to act accordingly and if you will, that they were doing a natural battle, like a, a real battle, but in new covenant terms, we fight the good fight of faith. There is a fight of faith for you to lay hold of what God has in store for you. So yeah, God's given you everything. You know, there's no, there's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to, you know, change God. God has already made it available for you. Ephesians 1, it says that God has already prearranged and predestined good things for you to walk in. It's already prearranged, but he is also saying, now begin to possess it and engage him in battle. There's a fight of faith and part of, and like I said, how do you obtain it? By faith. And what is faith? Faith always has corresponding actions and faith has a voice. And so I just want to encourage you today to think about what are you believing God to see in your life and what steps can you take today to act on that, to begin to prepare for that thing you're believing God for, to begin to step out. You know, if you're believing God, that God has spoken to you, that you're going to start a business, you start learning about that. Start applying for whatever permits you start doing the thing that God has spoken to you. And as you step out and as you begin to act on your faith, I'm telling you that is what will release the power of God on your behalf. And you will see miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.